This is it, people. This is what you've been waiting for. This is Everyday Celebrity Podcast. The podcast for everyday people with everyday problems trying to find everyday solutions to accomplish everyday goals. Let's start the show. You, you, you. Welcome to another episode of Everyday Celebrity Podcast, number one podcast in Oakland, number one podcast in the Bay Area. Bear with me, you guys. I am hungover from last night. It was kind of crazy, but we have we have an artist here today. She's on a rise. She caught my attention. She has a song about uh, a fat monkey that I heard. <laughs> And we're going to talk about it. Welcome, Stoney, to the show. Hey, everybody. What's going on? You got to speak into the mic. What's going on? How was your, how was your, uh, your day today? I chilled the whole day. <clears throat> didn't, didn't really do much. Um, mm-hmm. Kept it chill. I went out last night. I hosted last night at the Amber Lounge. How was that? That's why you got your hangover. Yes. Came to a Stony party. <laughs> okay. It was a great time, um, so I just, I just chilled. I've been tired. So. You normally do hostings? Uh, every now and then. Depends okay. on the party. So are you originally uh, from the Bay Area? Mm-hmm. I'm from Oakland. Oakland? Born and raised. What part? The East. The East. Mm-hmm. What does the East have a bad rap? <laughs> does it? <laughs> I, I've never heard. You don't think so? I haven't heard. No. I only hear great things about my side of the city. Okay. I thought West Oakland had a bad rap. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> How was growing up in Oakland for you? What was it like? Uh, I love Oakland. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. There's no place like Oakland. Like, we are the heart of the bay. What you want me to say? Yeah. Shit, I don't know. Like we keep this shit thumping, you know what I'm saying? Like we're the heart. <laughs> How long have you been doing music? Your whole life? Yeah. What got you into music? Uh, you know, uh shit. My parents played a lot of music. A lot of music. Damn near deals. Like instruments and shit? No, they just listen to a lot of music. Nobody in my family, nobody in my immediate family is musical. My dad just played a lot of music. My mom played a lot of music. My mom went to a lot of concerts. I went to concerts when I was really young. My mom. Um, my dad would play music and sit us down and talk about the music. Mm-hmm. So, get dressed to music. Taking baths to music. You know what I'm saying? It just was constantly music. Cooking the music. Cleaning the music. What, uh, what music artist influenced you when you were young? The brat, Tupac. Oh, Tupac, and the brat, oh. the brat, and I actually met the brat. I met the brat one night, randomly. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I think about that night, it's just so crazy because I do love the brat. I was the brat, the brat, three times for Halloween in my lifetime. So mm-hmm. That says a lot about me um, and my love for the brat. And when I rap fast, that's usually where I got that from. I don't. I just. I don't really rap. Wait, 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 explain a story how you met her. I was a, I used to live in LA and 
I <laughs> was there was this strip club every Sunday called Secret Sundays in mm. LA and it was a secret strip club. It wasn't that much of a secret, but only certain people could get in. Mm-hmm. And they would fly strippers in from down south. So um I went with Albie Shore's son and my best friend. <laughs> so random. It's like such a random fucking story. Um, not the light skinned one. How did you guys link up? I'll be sure, son. Yeah. You knew him or something? I, mutual friend. Okay. He just, he he does music. Uh-huh. He's the less, I don't want to say less popular, son. He's his actual, you know. I don't even know none of them niggas, so. He's actually Albie Shore Jr. So mm. his name is Albie Shore. So whatever. We were all just hanging out one night. He's like, y'all want to go to Secret Sundays? And we were like, okay, yeah, cool. Mm. I had never been. It was were you underage? Huh? Were you underage at no, the time? No, I was of age. Okay. You continue. I, think I, am. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. LA, that's how niggas get down out there. No, it was cool. It was cool. Anyway, we left. We had a great night. We left. We were, it was like four in the morning, maybe. We're driving out of Hollywood, and, and it was like nobody on the street. Literally, nobody was on the street. And we mm. pull up to a fucking red light. And I'll be sure he's in my backseat. He's like, I think I know that person in the car next to us. And like, we like all look. And it's the fucking brat in the fucking front seat. <laughs> and my best friend looks at me because she knows what's about to happen. And she knows I love the brat. And she mm. looks don't do it. And I was like, oh, I'm fucking doing it, bitch. What? I was like, the brat? What, you, hop, you hopped out the car I or something? I hopped out the car. I just kind of spazzed out a little bit. I don't want to Did she I'm acknowledge like, you guys? You. Like, yeah, she talked. We stayed at that stoplight for a long time. Mm. Talked, I told her, this is when I wasn't popping. Mm. So it was like, I was like, you know, I rap, like, da-da-da, you influenced me, da-da. she's like, oh, that's cool. And I was like, all right, yeah, cool. <laughs> Did she go to the strip club with you guys? This was after the strip club. Oh, this was after the we strip club. We all turned and tired at this time. So mm. I don't even know where she was coming from. She was in the car with somebody. Somebody else. No. <laughs> you it was to- crazy, though. And that was it. How long were you in LA for? Seven years. What caused the move? Uh, like, why did you move to LA? I've always wanted to be in LA. Uh-huh. I just knew that was where I wanted to go. Uh, I was in a girl group also. We signed a, um, a songwriting. Not a songwriting. We signed a... What's published? Production deal. We signed mm. a production we moved down trusting our manager at the time who was the producer who signed us to the deal sounds like uh, dating one of the girls in the group okay yeah yeah, I figured that <laughs> <laughs> as soon as you start talking about some girl group and a manager I was like oh, I already know yeah. that that story is going they were a group before I joined the group I was the last person what was the name of the group reality how many girls were in it three Three black girls? Yeah. Well, two mixed girls and me. Mm. So technically two black. And how did you guys come together? The internet. (laughs) (laughs) We just answered a Craigslist ad? (laughs) No, uh, it definitely for sure was on uh, like, shit. Somebody had hit me up like, oh, they look at somebody. This is like submitting, like submit like this. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. 
fuck it. I'm not doing anything else right now. I can write a little rap right now. And then they like, you tight, you cute. We fuck with it. Mm-hmm. And like, come meet us. They live in the suburbs of the Bay. Some shit, I don't know. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Went over there. I'm like, okay, cool, big house. See what you doing over here? They like, we going to LA. I'm like, sign me up, nigga. What? So, so they tell you to meet. You get you. You become a member of the group. And how long did it take for you guys to go to LA? Like, as soon as the group was formed. Within a month. Within within a month, you guys decided to go to LA. I think it was like within two weeks. I told Mm. my mama the day before I left. Uh I ain't need nobody outside opinion. I was like, I don't even give a fuck what nobody got to say. I'm just gonna go. Because if I start telling niggas too early, niggas gonna start. Are you, you, Mm. what you going, you ain't even. Was this manager, was he a manager? You guys had him before you went to LA? They had, they had. Did you get along with him? Yeah, he was cool. So, So he wasn't the cause of the breakup? I mean, there was many factors. Well, tell and me, tell dating me. one of the girls is absolutely one of them. Oh, it was just favoritism or something? Oh, it wasn't even like that. We got along great. Like, everybody was cool. But, I mean, shit. It was a lot going on. Like, it was a lot going on. He putting us in nice studios. Like, real nice studios. Mm-hmm. Nice studios. Chris Brown and shit. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it was a lot. And we were young. And... He like, we only had two rules. They let us do whatever we want. We had two rules. Don't get pregnant. Don't fuck with nobody from the studio. I'm like, I can follow that. That's easy. What? So you kept those rules? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> the fuck? I'm like, that's easy. Did anyone break those Man, rules? Come on. One got pregnant. One got pregnant. One got pregnant. By the manager? No. Exactly. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one that was dating the manager got pregnant by somebody who's not the manager. Oh, so she cheated and then on the other bitch. Start fucking with a nigga from the studio. Mm. It was a lot. Now her and the manager had broke up. I don't know. I didn't know the inner work of that. Mm. Like, Why did you leave the group? I didn't. You're still in it. No, uh. this <laughs> it just disbanded. Like it just mm. was like. The girl got pregnant. You can't be in the group no more. Yeah. So then it was me and the other girl. It just didn't work. Like, well, actually, one girl was fucking with the dude from the She ended up moving in with that. I ain't put it out there, but whatever. That that happened. That transpired. He left the group first. Mm-hmm. Then I was left with pregnant bitch. Lady, I ain't disrespecting <laughs> bitches, but you know what I'm saying. I'm just telling the story. Uh-huh. I was left with the pregnant girl, and I mean, shit, you know. How was the music though? Were you guys making good music? No, we only had three songs. Mm-hmm. That's how short lived that shit was. Like it really, we were working with some of the best like writers and producers. Now, this is like. James Fauntleroy, like, he worked with us very closely. James Fauntleroy is one of the biggest songwriters. 
a battle rapper we used to work with. Uh, I forgot his name. He helped a lot. Uh, I had never recorded before in a real mm. studio. I had written on my rap. But it was it was technicalities in it like that I didn't know about. Like So learning all that shit from them, that was tight. Like I learned a lot of shit about how to work and how to write. How to structure your write, like your rhymes and your raps and shit like that. Mm. To make it fit a song and how to write like pop and shit like that. So, it was great. It was a great experience. We had a lot of shit. That's I couldn't even. That's just such and such. I got stories about this. That's I mean, we'll be here all fucking day. Like, <laughs> like for real. Like that shit is crazy. And I know one of the bitches don't like me. Uh-huh. And I know she pays close attention to me. So the so the time your your whole time in L.A. Do you? I mean, what was something that you regret during that time? Um, like, do you do you wish like the group would have stayed together? No, I'm glad we broke up. I think mm. it, it needed to happen. Uh, I went to music school after the group broke up. Mm-hmm. I went to the Musician Institute for a little bit. Didn't graduate. It was expensive as fuck. I dropped out. Gained a lot of knowledge. And um, a lot of my classmates, like, good network. So, I know the group was a stepping stone. I don't think it needed to, to be any. Because we wasn't even friends, for real. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I could have told you that shit would have break. You guys were going to break up because you didn't even know each other. Yeah, exactly. They knew each other. Uh-huh. They grew up together. But they still like that. Who taught you uh, like the business side of the music industry? I'm still learning the business side, for real. Mm -hmm. Is as far as business, like, what do you mean, though? Like, uh, you like, like, you know, when you you well, some people think the music industry, you just go there, you just go in, you (laughs) record music. (laughs) <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> and and that's it. But a lot of people don't know that there's like paperwork and like you can get sued for this and like plagiarism and uh like the the art of putting out music is 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 takes steps. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I learned um well, I went to musicians too. So that taught me a little bit of everything. I did their independent artist program. Mm-hmm. So it was like a little bit of all their programs put together. So they did, I did have a music business class. So I learned some of the basics of that. But me being signed as a songwriter now has probably taught me more about the business side than me being involved. Mm-hmm. Because now, um, and also me putting out my project, I just get more of the behind things. How much it actually, how much in advance you have to be prepared to put your album out. At a, you know, so that kind of, it takes me so tech has really taught me uh, the business side of it. Text records. That's what you're signed to? Mm-hmm. As a songwriter. Who were they Not based out of? Hmm? Out of SF. SF. Mm-hmm. So when you uh when the when the group broke up, you went to school in LA, finished. Uh, you, no, I did you not left. finish. I dropped out like Kanye. <laughs> How long did you stay in LA after that? For a long time. Uh I love LA. I came back here in um, 2015. Mm-hmm. For yes. what? Um, my mom got sick. 
me and my boyfriend got into it at the time and uh it was a lot of traumatic uh events all at once mm. so i was like yo like i'm gonna go back home i didn't really have a choice either so mm. me and my boyfriend fell out it was it was a big thing you know he tried to kill me but he tried to kill you yeah interesting yeah how did he try to kill you poison you i know I was choking like, you yeah just <laughs> <laughs> to end me yeah it was crazy it was my birthday too tried to choke you on your birthday on my birthday yes you want to explain that that well i was sick mm. also i just came back from the hospital i had a uh, inflamed tonsils so every time i like breathed too hard wallow or anything like that it just felt like nah cutting in my throat so i couldn't talk like that we were in the studio apartment we were fed up with each other at this point it was you know we were just at the end of our rope for real so mm. we in this little tiny ass studio apartment in hollywood and i'm sick i don't feel good he came in making jokes that i didn't think were funny he got mad i didn't laugh at his joke it was a joke about dark-skinned black women wearing red lipstick I've heard this. What are we talking about, brother? Like, come on. Like, that's not funny. Like, come on, man. I don't even feel good. He, like, he got an attitude because I really didn't laugh. Mm. And I was like, all right, whatever. My producer brought me some uh, edibles because I couldn't smoke. I was like, I got weed. I'll trade you. We were trading. I was like, I'm going to go get these edibles from the parking lot. My producer is here. He goes on this rampage rant about how he thinks I'm fucking my producer. It just blows up. My producer is a white man. So you weren't fucking him? No. Mm. I'll go okay. ahead. Continue. And whatever. We get into it. But it wasn't like it was. He hadn't put his hands on me. Or he was just cussing me out. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, I'm going to get this weed. So I go get it. My producer's like, yo, I hear y'all arguing because our window is open. And the parking lot side of our apartment. Arguing like, are you good? I'm like. Yeah, I'm good. Like, blah, blah, blah. Then my boyfriend comes downstairs and he's like, she's good. Like, causing a scene in the parking lot. I'm like, yo. So the producer was still outside. Yes. Interesting. Because we were exchanging weed. But you already exchanged and went back to the... No, to the, uh, I was in the parking had... lot and then my ex-boyfriend came down uh. to the parking lot yelling at my producer, trying to fight my producer. Okay. I was like, you need to go in the house. Like, blah, blah, blah. And my producer should probably leave with me. He looked a little unhinged. And I was just like, I just got to get my stuff. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, mm. go up there and then we just get into it. it. You know, we fight. I fall. He gets on top of me. Knees to chest. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Hands on neck. And it's like, oh, damn. I'm surprisingly calm, though, in these kind of situations. I grew up in a dysfunctional household. Okay? Mm-hmm. I'm already used to these kind of crazy-ass scenarios. I'm just looking like, okay, cool. Like, this nigga trying to kill you. Like, what you finna do? Like, and I wiggle. I mean, I try to wiggle. I couldn't really get free. He's strong as fuck. He was in the military. Like, I couldn't get free. It was a really a military snap. Yeah. And uh, he had let me go for a little bit. And then he pushed me back down. Knees back to the chest. Yeah, this actually might be it, bitch. This might be your last <laughs> go round. <laughs> and then this nigga let me go. And he started boo-hoo crying. He, he like, starts look crying. You, look what you made me do to you. Me? Mm. Nigga, come on, brother. He calls his mom. 
crying, saying, I made him do this. I made, I'm like, yo, this. Was this the first time he ever hit you? Yeah. He had never put his hands on me before. He was so sweet. It never. So the first time he hit you, was that extreme? He didn't even hit me though. That's the thing. He just started choking me. He had never put it. He didn't even hit me. Mm-hmm. He didn't slap me. He didn't do none of that. Mm-hmm. It was instantly just. And when I looked in his eyes, <laughs> he wasn't shit there. Like that was, hey, well, he wasn't there. How long were you guys together? Maybe a year. Shit. And you were already living with each other? Yeah, man. My business. What I got going on? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so after that, did you leave? I left that night while he was at work. Mm-hmm. He took all of my shit that was in that studio apartment with me, which was everything except for the mattress. And when you went where? And left all the frozen food on the bed so it could melt down by the time we got off work. Where did you go? Onto the studio. Slept the studio. And then what? Slept the studio again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stayed there for about a week. Hit my friends and start couch surfing. Mm. I had exhausted some of my options. Never saw him again? No. I haven't seen him since. Okay. He's emailed me. I had him blocked on everything. He had to email me. Was. We cool. I forgave him. Can you do. Is it easy to say that all of your relationships were abusive? Mm. Mm. <laughs> getting those vibes from you. What? Do I get that? Yes. <gasps> Where is that? Is it true or not? Mm-mm. No? Not true. Mm. My longest relationship for years, it was no violence. Mm-hmm. None whatsoever. Never put his hands on me. Barely raised his voice. <laughs> I don't seek out abusive relationships. It's not my thing. Now, mm-hmm. do I get with dudes and they're sweet and sweet? They flip a switch on me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that didn't happen with that three-year relationship. If he was so sweet, why'd you guys break up? That's high school shit. Oh yeah, I don't count that. When was, I'm, t- when I, I'm, t- was, I'm speaking co- of grown relationships. And high school though. Mm. College. So just high school shit. You just guys just grew out of it. He cheated on me for sure. Mm. He was cheating on me. We lived together in Sacramento. He cheated on me. Um, but we didn't live together. I lived lived in Sacramento. He cheated on me with a girl in Oakland. It was. <laughs> Teenage shit. <laughs> you ever cheated on your boyfriends? What? Huh? I mean, I'm just asking the questions that people want to know. I don't really have boyfriends. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like I only had that one. That's high school shit. Uh-huh. Did I cheat on him? You know what? You want to know what's funny? I didn't consider it cheating then. What, what did, well, first of all, explain know. the act that you did. What did you do? Well, I feel like I had friends. That, that you're what? That, Doing what with? <clears throat> making out with. Uh, you know? Just kissing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What I'm saying is, it's like, okay, as a, an adult, no. Mm-hmm. Okay, well. That's the answer I'm sticking with. <laughs> <laughs> So you had it up. You you say about your family was uh, dysfunctional. Very much so. How was your family dysfunctional? Uh, I mean, your household. A lot of love. A lot of love, though. Let me not discredit the love mm-hmm. that exists also. But 
my parents did not have it all figured out like many parents. And my dad was an alcoholic, is alcoholic. I don't think you're ever done being an alcoholic. Mm. You just you just learn how to manage it. So yes, my dad was an alcoholic. And my mom was somebody who stayed. Did you witness physical yes. abuse? Yes. Mm. It was crazy. Some of my earliest memories is that. Mm-hmm. Did you think that it was all crazy. right? Get me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think it was all right when you were growing up? No. I knew it was wrong. You knew it was wrong. Absolutely. Like, absolutely. And it's crazy because I was just thinking, I had a conversation with my homeboy the other day, uh, actually earlier today, and I was telling him, like, I'm definitely that friend who checked the nigga. Like, if my friend is dating somebody and the nigga has done something wrong, I'm... I'm right there to see about it. What happened? Oh, you're not going to do that anymore. Like, shouldn't mm. you be having your stuff on mute? I thought I... What? That's I your thought, show. I know. I thought I put that shit on airplane mode. It's all wrong. I got it. And so, like, I thought about that in connection to my childhood today because I like to pick my own brain, figure out why I'm the way I am. So it's like, damn, why do I feel the need to protect my friend? You know what I'm saying? In a relationship. It's like I do that shit my whole fucking life. Mm. I protect my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole life. So it's like, damn, you don't. That shit, you know. Did you ever have a sit down with your mom and ask her why did you stay with this man? Yeah, I asked her that shit when I was seven years old. Yeah, we riding to school. I remember the exact conversation. I was like, why do you stay in this relationship? What she said? She just looked forward and kept driving. I'm from the south. Like Louisiana, you know, deep Alexandria, Louisiana. You know what I'm saying? Not yeah. New Orleans, not little town. It's a little town. I drove through there last year for the first time ever. Eerie town. Mm-hmm. Very small. <laughs> like, she's from the deep south. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, that's some shit. You know? Yeah. What can you do? I asked her, and I'm seven. She don't want to answer me at seven years old. You know what I'm saying? What's she going to tell me at seven? that I can understand and comprehend. What did you learn from witnessing your parents growing up? As far as, I don't know, relationships as with your relationships. I have a low tolerance with men. for bullshit. I have a very low tolerance. Mm. But I also tolerate a lot. That's yeah. crazy. <laughs> that is crazy. Because my dad was never forced to leave. I had to deal with it. So I learned to navigate people with good people because I don't think my dad's a bad person. He just struggled. He has been like a lot of people. I've learned to navigate people who are struggling with their demons. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's made resilient to that type of shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I've definitely stayed in situations longer than I should have. Not abusive situations though. That's the thing. I don't tolerate them. Like, I've let niggas play in my face because I'm like, I see you playing in my face. I'm going to let you keep on, you know, but the abuse, hit, put your hands on me or you violently yelling at me and shit like that. I don't do shit like that. Like, because it's, I just can't do it. I'll leave immediately, immediately cut off. But I've definitely stayed in situations that I know weren't good for me uh, longer than I should have because a nigga would be like, oh, I'm going to change. You know, oh, I, you know, the words sound good, but the actions don't align. And I would 
go off the words more so than any. I had to do that with my dad too. It's like, you're telling me you're going to change. You tell me you love me. I be- I want to believe you. So I'd rather believe you than cut you off. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I correlate my day life with that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, you have siblings? I do. How many? I have an older half brother who is autistic. We didn't grow up together. He grew up with his dad. Uh, I have an older half, I mean, an older sister and a younger brother. Do you think there's any time or any situation where it's okay for a man to hit a woman? No? And women shouldn't hit men. Okay. So if a woman, that's, it, if a, that's why everybody <laughs> just keep their hands in so like we good like that's it and that's all like yeah I just had to ask I've hit a nigga before I didn't feel good about it I, mm. that shit made me feel not good did you even fight, though he deserved it did you fight a lot when you were young I get this those vibes big. from you I didn't fight a lot but when I did it was a big thing if that makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not just going around fighting. I wasn't no bully. I, like, I was a happy kid. Like, I had fun. People would tell you, people never knew the shit I had going on at home. Like, mm-hmm. I was always happy. Like, always smiling. Excited. But, like, when I fight for show, like, we gonna fight. Like, you wanna fight? Like, and I would get in trouble in school. Teachers. I'm acting mm-hmm. out in class. Throw a desk. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've done that. Throwing I, a desk. I threw a desk in elementary. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and I know that shit ain't normal. My sister also had a little, you know, little shit. She way more calm than me, but she had a little anger shit too. And we talk about it. We know why that shit happened. And we laugh about it. It's funny now because it's like, nigga, that Mm. shit was not normal. We should not have been in there like getting that angry. You know what I'm saying? Like, but that's the environment we was raised in. When my Mm. dad got mad, he was mad. Like, was nothing to do about it. Yeah. Do you remember the first song that you ever wrote? Ooh. And when I say song, I'm talking about the uh, an actual song that you put out to the world. Oh, oh man! Uh, 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 I was in the girl group. It was the girl group song for sure. Um, my sh- that's the name of it. All my shit. On my shit. On my shit. Yeah. What were you guys talking about then? Yeah, our shit. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even really remember the chorus. My, you know what was funny? My dad called me the other day because he found one of them CDs. Mm. And he <laughs> he was uh, a little lit. <laughs> and he uh, called and he just was laughing it in his car. And he was like, I remember when you first came home with the CD. And, da, da, da. and I was like, yeah, like. That's what I said. Like he was really proud. Like he he loves those songs. Like mm. he loves those songs. So that's that's hilarious. But yeah, that that was one of the first songs I put out to the world. When you hear women rappers today, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a positive message that they are preaching? And when I say that, you, you like the city girls. You hear the city girls. Little trick, trick these niggas, blah blah. The shit that they be talking about. I'm a city girl. What? When you have, <laughs> when you listen to sexy red, Skinny. with the pound town. When you when okay. you hear about when you listen to Cardi B, basically they all preach the the same thing. Um, and back in the day, mm-hmm. MC Light, 
Obviously, he's talking about different shit. Queen Latifah obviously was talking about different shit. So do you think today's female rap is positive or negative for a female girl growing up? I think it's positive to see women in rap. Mm. One. I think that's always a positive to see okay. women in rap. Um, two, I I don't like to compare the old and the new because we've changed times. It's different mm. times. You know what I'm saying? But And also, I mean, it, the old motherfuckers had shit too that they was talking about. MC Light had rough neck. You know what I'm saying? She's talking about, you know, you want a rough neck nigga. You know what I'm saying? And what Lola Brooks said, I want Man, a rough she was neck lying nigga too. on the tongue. You know, so we, we ain't even that far off no more. So. And she was lying. Because I don't even think, isn't she, she gay? She could be bisexual. She could like both. Mm. Maybe she want a rough neck bitch. <laughs> but I mean, obviously it's a lot of coochie rap. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's not bad, but it could it could be it could be more. I'm not gonna say act more. Like it could be more, but I, you know what? I'm a City Girl fan. Mm. City Girls do. I was very proud of them when they did. They have this song. It's one of my favorite City Girl songs, and it's um uh, nothing. You ain't saying nothing or something like that. Mm. And it's they get, they t- ain't talking about the coochie. You know what I'm saying? They talking about like how they came up. And it's a really good song, and I listen to it. You should listen to it too if you have never listened to it. It's yeah, I never. Heard it you should listen to it. It's good. It's called "You Ain't Saying Nothing." Mm-hmm. Okay, it's still very much City Girl brand, but it's just more. You know, it was an album cut that ain't gonna get heard for real. What do you talk about in your music mostly? Oh, life, my shit, my life, mm-hmm. my experiences, nigga. You know, shit I feel, mm-hmm. experiences. It's very personal. It's always been a very personal thing. Why do you think uh, the majority of women talk about uh, like sex? Do you think they need to talk about sex to sell and to stand out? Um, the world makes sex seem very important, mm-hmm. and it's pushed on women a lot. You know what I'm saying? Even if we are not aware, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just when I was like when I was. A fucking senior high school, I had niggas grown men telling me I had sex with you. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, this is just something that's always been there. Can't escape it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you can lean into it because everybody notices now you can get a bag off of it because we're all exposed to that now. So they like, well, I can lean into it and get a bag or I could go back to hippity hop hop just like nigga. I ain't getting no bag off that for real because he, I mean, you know, you see the bitches struggling. I fuck <laughs> with, you know, bitches who dress regularly, but you know, ain't they not. It's do not you the think same. they telling the truth though? Like Ooh. when you listen to Sukiana, do you really think she I don't not- listen to Sukiana, I ain't gonna lie. Well, you- <laughs> <laughs> I fuck with Suki though. But do you think she's out music. there eating ass? That's what I'm saying. She got an OnlyFans where she for sure be eating ass. I seen the Twitter. Oh, so she eats clip. ass. Uh, I seen it. She be eating her nigga. Well, that's a bad. Uh, it's crazy. <laughs> that's a bad example. Let me t- yeah. talk about <laughs> somebody else. else. <laughs> uh, the city girls. Do you think these girls like they be talking about fucking and all this other shit? Do you actually really think they be out there doing that shit? I think what they to me because is- it seems it seems like uh, uh, it's just a it's just an act to be like more provocative. Be like, damn, 
shock theory, you know? Eight, that's a good point because, you know, I watch Carisha Please, and I don't know if you've watched Carisha Please. Mm-hmm, I've seen it. Yeah. Did you see the one where she interviewed JT? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I think so, yeah. One, that was an awkward ass fucking interview. That, you could tell that's when they was beefing. But, mm-hmm. like, besides that, like, JT was uh, acting kind of like, you know, like... Prude and shit. Yeah, yeah, I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. that, that let me know a little bit. But also, you could... Maybe she, I don't know. Maybe it's different for her from when she rapped. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like, do I think they really about that? Yeah, because JT went to jail for that. That was a real charge. Mm-hmm. You know? She, what did she go to jail for? For fraud or stealing them niggas' credit uh, cards or whatever it was. Something like that. Like, mm-hmm. right? Wasn't that something? Yeah, I don't know. What the she for sure was. did jail time for that shit too. So, well, and I also think it's very personal to their lives. Like, they sex is just like, it, you could be talking about that nasty shit. That don't mean you doing it with everybody. You mm-hmm. just be doing it with your nigga. Explain your song. Uh, the the how you came up with it. Um, that one song. What's what's Fat the name? Pussy bitches. Yes. Bad pussy bitches was uh, written at a, a writing camp actually with, through text me. Me and Siri wrote that song together. Um, shout out Siri Seiko. Uh, we wrote that together at a text me writing camp. And when we go and do our writing camps, there are certain topics you can write about, um, certain guidelines they want you to follow. It depends. But like our label manager and studio head, Pat, he likes us to write wild, crazy shit. He like, make something ain't nobody else finna make. Like, like let's do something crazy. Like, I'm like, okay. Like, I got a bunch of songs. Like, just because Pat be like, Say something crazy. I'd be saying the craziest shit. Like, mm. but that's fun. But that's how we did that. Um, we were going for a not like a not like a city girl vibe, but like a it was like a, a city girl cross with something else type of vibe, like an old school vibe. But we wrote it and shit. Bad pussy bitches, like. I was just, we were joking in the studio. We just saying shit. Yeah. And and it just stuck. It passed like, yeah. Like, keep that. And we like, what, all what, right. <laughs> a fat, what defines a fat pussy? Uh, you know, it's it's more than the actual style of a pussy. This is a, this is a mentality, like big dick energy. You know what I'm uh, saying? Okay. Fat pussy bitch. Like, that's energy. Mm. Like, you coming through fat pussy and all, bitch. Watch out. mm I feel it. That's it. You that bitch. <laughs> or nigga. You can have a fat pussy and be a nigga. And that song is out? It's not out. It's not? Oh, nope. okay. We, we, I just be testing songs out there. Mm-hmm. See how the crowd react and shit. <clears throat> Do you actually have a body of work that's out? No. No? I don't. It's it's getting put out this summer, before the summer's over. So you're working on an album now? It's already done. Oh, it's already done. The album been done for years. This is a, this is a, old album uh-huh. that's just seeing a lot of day because people keep asking me for it and I want to put it out why has it taken so long uh, me and Drew I worked on it with Drew Banga shout out Drew and um, we did this right before COVID mm. it was literally right before COVID we finished it COVID hit like and we go oh, fuck well it was a just it didn't feel like the right time to put a project out mm-hmm. and um so we just kept putting it off and it just really came back around right now. I just kept doing the songs performing wise. Like 
And people are just like, can you please put this out? Like, can you just put it out? I'm like, okay, I'll just fucking put this out. But now I got the label to put it through. So they have put it out. Um, again, I needed more help with the business side. Like, I'm mm. not... I didn't want to just put it out and that be it. I wanted to put it out the right way. I feel like I had spent enough time on it. Me and Drew had made it. And it was based off all experiences. I wanted to give it the respect it deserved to be put out properly. Um, so they helped me do that. Like, pick things, help me roll out and all that shit. Like What's that. the name of the album? Ferrari Fawcett. When someone listens to that album, what's the vibe uh, do you want them to have? <laughs> you know how I all black folk. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Uh, the vibe of the project? Yeah. Um, honestly, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what, I don't know what the vibe of the project is. I just, it's a little bit of me. Okay. Well, motherfuckers don't know you. So what is you? Who are you? uh, It's a no be through the project. Like, (laughs) it's like a, I mean, when I was working on this project, I was, uh, for showing a transitional phase, I was going through a breakup. Crazy breakup. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm always going through a breakup. Like, <laughs> I told you I, told you I get that vibe, man. Even though I don't have no ex boyfriends, that's crazy. <laughs> so I don't know how I keep going through breakups with no ex boyfriends, but um, and Ferrari Fawcett is really just like an alter ego, real so mm. like the the side of me that talks a lot of shit. Um, and it's just songs in there where I'm just popping a lot of shit. Just, have to let it go. There's one song on there that's it's called TB, TBT and that's probably the only song that's like a little it talks about my upbringing, my mom, my dad like that. So that's probably off this song on there. Any uh, features? No, it's all. All you? Mm-hmm. Who were some of the producers that you worked with? It was just this is strictly produced by Drew Banger. Drew Banger? Drew! Okay. Shout um, out to Drew once again Cause that nigga He fucked with me You know what I'm saying Like he didn't have to do that Is that the white producer? No he's uh, black You don't know who Drew Banger is? I don't know Drew He's Banger. produced some of the greatest shit Coming out of the bay Like He's done what? a lot of Kamaya He's done a lot of like Capolo He's done hella shit Like mm. he And he also is like One of the hottest DJs in the bay Like he throws some of the hottest parties Like Come on man It's Let Drew He got the hottest tag Drew Come on <laughs> you need to get him on here. That's the real everyday celebrity. Yeah, he's a, he's a he's a monster. Mm-hmm. You got to get him on here. Drew Banger. Drew Banger. Well, come on the show, Drew. Come on, come on, Drew. Come on, Drew. <laughs> you need him. He's he's a legend. Uh-huh. I say it and I say it with confidence, and I die on that hill. Drew, a legend. He's when did made you guys so much meet? shit happen. Huh? When did you guys meet? Wait. Well, like two. When I moved back, mm-hmm. 2015, 2016, just being on the scene, um, he also was still DJing, but way more in his producer bag then. And uh, my whole mission coming back to the Bay was I got to network, get back. I got to see what the scene like out here because mm-hmm. I hadn't been out here. I've been in LA. I've been in a scene. But I knew the LA scene, but I didn't know the Bay scene like that. So I come back, back, look up with my homies and shit, and then just be out and met Drew out for real, just being out and about. He used to talk to one of my homegirls, like, they could be around, you know? Mm-hmm. And then 
I do my shows and he said he peeped and I would post freestyles all the time on Instagram and he's like, you dope. Like, we should work. Mm. Like, let's do an EP. I'm like, a whole EP? Like, let's do an EP. Mm. And yeah, that nigga lived shit around the corner from me damn near from my mama's house. So, it was easy. We recorded his house. Do you feel like it, it's easier? Um... Well, actually, and also, no, let me say this. The first time me and Drew recorded, he took me to text me. He's the first person to bring me to text me. He's the reason why I'm on text me too. Well, what is text me? What is that? It's the record label. Oh, okay. He's the reason I'm on text me. He belongs to text me. He uh-huh. signed to text me as a producer. Uh-huh. Um, so the first time we recorded, he took me to text me and that's when I met everybody. So that was the beginning of that working relationship. Mm. Do you feel like it's easier? It was easier. Uh, like you do music, obviously. Do you feel like it's easier in LA than the Bay Area? Absolutely. Why is that? Uh, the Bay is small. A lot of politics. Mm-hmm. You don't have to deal with politics in LA because it's bigger. Like, and I'm not from LA, so it's really like I really ain't. I don't have to be involved in a politics like that. Like, and I, I'm not a, I'm not a nigga that like bank groups shit. No. Mm. It's not who I am, but like out here, you is so much drama and beef and politics. You like you gonna be involved no matter. Even if you don't want to be involved, it's like it's right there. Yeah. Somebody gonna feel a type of way about something about whoever they see you with or who you working with or whatever. Mm. So yes, I think it's a lot easier because one, it's way more resources in LA. You don't have to go through the same motherfuckers to get shit. Out here, it's like, there's hella avenues, but then it's like, if you really want to work with certain people, it's like, it's, it's only a few motherfuckers out here. But the scene is getting better. I will say that. Mm-hmm. The Bay Area music scene is pretty great right now. Um, so you, you, you're, you say your album is old. And, it is old. And you haven't put it out yet. Um, is that, and when you were talking about all the politics in the Bay Area, mm-hmm. Is that one of the reasons why you haven't really tried to put it out because you're discouraged with all these politics? No, I just be going through life shit for real. I mm. got a lot going on. So I be trying to just keep my head above water most of the time. And my music kind of suffers along the way. I'm also a perfectionist. So it's like a lot of time. I had got a bad mix on it. Mm. And that mix didn't take anyway. So I got a bad mix. And I actually got it this final time this third. Yeah. So it's just like it was a process. Like it just like really, I just want to put it out because people like the song. I've been performing people. I want y'all to have the song, but I'm ready to put other shit out. Take that. What uh? What are you most proud of? Musically or musically, in yes. life? Musically. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what do you think your biggest accomplishment in music is? Crazy. I, uh, well, I don't know. Um, that's a good question. I don't know. That's a good question. I just put a, I just put together my first headline show at New Parish. That was cool. I'd never done that before. Mm. New Parish was pretty cool. I didn't think anybody was going to come. People came. It's 
pretty tight. <laughs> I was like, yo, if it's only my mama and my sister and my brother mm. and like my five friends, that's going to be crazy. So, <laughs> but people came and um, that was a lot of hard work. I was really proud of completing that and doing a lot of that shit on my own. That was, it was a lot. And I'm really ready to do my next show, throw my next event. But that was a pretty big moment. Getting my song uh, synced, like on TV, that was cool. That was pretty cool. One of your songs is on a, on a TV show? Yeah, kind of. Like, it's like, kind of there. Cool <laughs> they shows. cut it before I actually started rapping. <laughs> but like, <laughs> hey, that's my song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I get the money for it, so. What show? Um, it was on, it's on HBO and it's called Southside. Southside? Yeah. It's about Chicago. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, I think it's, yeah, it's on my Instagram. Mm. Double check. But yeah, it's definitely on HBO. Mm. Um, and that was pretty cool. So I was like, oh, okay. That's dope. Because that's what I, that's what I do at Tech Writing Camps. We just try to make songs like this thing really, uh, really personally for me. Like Fat Pussy Bitches, when I made that song, I didn't really make it my project mm. just was making it, it was, hey. so when you when you say you're writing groups are you guys just writing songs for other people there are songs um sometimes they can be for other people like mm. if we hear somebody else on it but for the most part we're just trying to like write songs that would be like on tv shows like insecure or like you know commercials for like apple or yeah. shit like that like so we are going in with that in mind and that being the goal. Mm. So not our own personal shit. Do you think you need a record label? Um, like, do you want to go the independent? I, w- I would much rather go the independent route mm. uh, and see how that goes as opposed to getting a big loan because yeah. I'm not great with that. So I'd much rather people just want to give me money and I don't have to pay it back. Uh. And, uh, do you think your work ethic is because independent vibe? You gotta really hustle. You don't have a machine behind you doing know, everything that for shit you. Crazy! I've been doing this shit by myself the whole time. Okay, this shit is not easy. But you don't need motivation. And sometimes, yeah. I think everybody <laughs> needs a little motivation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I mean, I am my own motivation. But yeah, that shit. You just gotta. That goes with staying focused and balanced in your personal life mentally. Mm. Like you gotta stay sharp that way. So when is the, when is this album coming out? Uh, hopefully before September. Before yeah. September. Yeah, I've released two singles already. Mm. I gotta release the last single and then the project will drop. What are the two singles that are out? FTB and Gold Rings. Fuck that bitch. Mm. And Gold Rings. Um. Yeah. What else? What else are you working on besides besides that? Uh, let's see. I uh, have some shows coming up. I have a show in LA on Thursday mm-hmm. with King Key called the Pussy Function, and that'll be my second show in LA this year, which I'm super excited about. And then we're gonna be in Minneapolis in August. Um, at the end of August, doing another show. That'll be my first time in Minneapolis. I don't know what's out there, but. White I'm people. coming. <laughs> I hope it's black people out there. When, as a female artist, right, when mm-hmm. you go on shows and shit, but you know how niggas are. They after the shows, they be fucking groupies and all that shit. Do do, do the female do female artists 
<laughs> Do female artists ever dabble in that type of life on the road? Let me tell you something. Do not fuck your fans. That is like literally the biggest mistake you can fucking make as an artist. Never fuck your fan. Never act. Never fuck a nigga who acting like a big ass fan either. Because that nigga why go pull some fan shit on your ass for real. Because mm. it happened. Does it happen? Has it happened to you? Yes, but mm, not really. wasn't He wasn't like a fan. Damn, that's crazy. Well, okay. So look, I have for sure met niggas from my show. They'd be like, "Why are you so good?" Oh my god, like blah, blah blah, like you know. But they be chill. Like it won't be. It'll start like that, but it won't be like you're not gonna fan out the whole time. Now where I'm at. Niggas fan out the whole time and it'd be like, do you actually want to get to know me or do you just want to tell people that you like went out with me? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, is this like a, a notch off the belt now or is like, are you really fucking with me? You know what I'm saying? So I, I don't do it anymore. I mean, well, how can one, how can you tell what what is genuine and what is not? I mean, don't you want someone to like you and support I what do. you do yes that's so how what is the like what is the cutoff to to where you're like oh you're a little bit too much into right. my music they <laughs> 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 just gotta meet you and be like oh, i don't even listen to hip-hop no i want him to be a fan i want him to acknowledge how dope i am because let's not be dumb you know what i'm saying like let's be realistic because i'm gonna be a fan of my nigga too whatever you have going, like, I'm a fan because that's, you got to be passionate about something before I date you. I don't know. But, you know? Yeah. So, like, so I would hope to be a fan of whatever you're doing too. Hopefully you're good at what you do. I wouldn't even be with a nigga who's not good at what he's doing. So, if I'm already with you, you're good at what you're doing and I'm a fan. Mm. I'm not going to be up your dick about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm not going to let you just be an egomaniac. You know what I'm saying? Like, we're going to keep it humble around here. Just like I would expect you to check me if I, my head got too big, you know what I'm saying? Like, let's keep it humble around here. Yeah. You could be like, let me know, like, I'm that bitch. But also, you don't have to be, you don't got to be extra. Like, you don't have to, like, I don't know. It's just some some dudes do too much. I don't even know how to say it without sounding crazy. Because mm. it's like, I don't want to sound crazy. I ain't going to lie. Like, <laughs> Because you can't say, like, just doing weird stuff. You know, obsessive behavior. Yeah. You know, it's a difference between admiration and love and respect and uh-huh. obsession. Like, if you leave me, I'll die type shit. Yeah. I don't want, I want you to be okay if I was to ever leave you. <laughs> we don't need to do this. Like, <laughs> so some some people are turned on when, when, when people say that. I don't like that. That scares me. They, they want that power. I'm going to run because <laughs> that means you crazy. Mm. I don't want to deal with that. Why uh, should someone support you? Why should someone buy your music, stream your music? Why should someone go to your shows? Why? I'm a great artist. Mm-hmm. I take pride in it. Um, Everyone can say they're great. What I, makes you a great artist? Everybody can say that, but people who've come to my shows and have met me and heard my music know it's the truth. It's not. It's not. I'm not out here saying I'm the best nigga alive, even though I could. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can outrap a lot of niggas. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what I'm on. This is just good music. This is just music coming from me. Like, this is just my story. If you invested in my story, thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I appreciate it. Like, but it's just real shit. Like, I'm just speaking from the heart. And I'm I'm hopefully making music that people can feel. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I've been making some the best music of my life recently. Since I've just gotten back to the studio. I'm excited about the new music coming. So I feel like if people hop on right now with the new pro- the, the project I'm coming out with, that's like gonna give you the backstory to the shit that's coming now. Mm. Like so you can you can ride the train now and catch up. This is that's the first stop. All the new the shit that's coming after because I got a lot of shit coming. Like I got, after this project drop, so much more shit is coming. Where do you get motivation uh, from? I mean, not motivation, inspiration. Life, um, my feelings. I'm a very emotional person. Mm. my emotions drive a lot of things that I do so a lot of my music is uh, emotion based it's always based on a situation or something that's happened something that's triggered here you know a feeling or something like that is there uh, something that you would never uh, talk about in your music as far as like your life that you don't want people to know about ah shit I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, but like, what we talking about? Like, I mean, I, I feel like I've talked about everything, but I'm not saying names. I'm not like, you know what I'm saying? Me uh-huh. and Hella, like, but I feel like I've talked about every big situation in my life so far. Mm. So. Okay. I don't hold back in the music. That's the only place I can be honest. Like, mm. so. If any if anybody wanted to know anything about me, if you listen to the music, it's in there somewhere. Like you just gotta listen. Mm. Like, I don't know. But that's literally the only place I'm honest for sure. I mean, not the only place I'm honest. I'm an honest nigga. I'm a real bitch. You can ask my friends, okay? Real bitch over here. But I'm not open and honest with a lot of people and vulnerable like I am with my music. So no. it's like it's a different kind of thing. Music is your like number one passion? My whole life, yep. Mm. Are you happy with your uh, music career at, at this point? Yeah, it's good. You're satisfied. Satisfied? What is that? Ever satisfied? What is satisfied? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a, I'm a nigga that's never satisfied. I'm always like, what's next? Mm. Where do you uh, want your career to be in five years from now? Good question. Hopefully in five years, I'll be stepping into other creative endeavors too like besides my music hopefully I have a few albums um, I'm a forever make music that'll be a forever thing it doesn't matter how old I get uh, I'm gonna keep making music but I do eventually want to cross over into other things and have it not be at the forefront as much like just think about other stuff what other stuff are you trying to cross over to I be acting so I like acting um I want to do more acting. I want to mm. do movies and shit. TV shows, sitcoms and shit, you know. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like, be on screen. I'm a funny nigga. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if, <laughs> I don't know if y'all can tell. But uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. I like to be on screen. And also, like, I want to do, like, an a artist development company eventually. Mm. Like, I think that's one thing that the Bay Area lacks. Ooh. Yeah. No shade. But, like, niggas need artist development. 
like out here. And I feel like it's not it's a lost focus. Like nobody's talking about it. Nobody's developing artists to kind of let motherfuckers do whatever. Mm. And then wondering why it ain't working. You know what I'm saying? Or they all copy one motherfucker's plan and think it's gonna work. You can't do that. That's yeah. not who you are. That shit worked for him because that's who he is. Like, you know what I'm saying? Ain't the same for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's something people need to focus on more artist development. So I would like to do like artist development type of program eventually. Um, and I would like to have a label eventually. I don't know when yet because I feel like I used to say like, oh, why this person got a label? They still an artist. Like, you can't focus on artists when you're an artist. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it used to make me mad. Like, why are you doing that? But then it's like, you know, you could do it. Like, you just got to find the balance. Like, mm-hmm. Wayne did it, you know? Mm-hmm. Jay-Z I mean, did well, it. Wayne like, got lucky with the two most <sighs> That's what I'm fam- famous artists. That's true. All right, Rick Ross did it. Yeah, but a lot of people on Rick Ross... This, uh, what you just said, Rick Ross, uh, they were talking about it in an interview at one time. <clears throat> because Rick Ross couldn't uh, put like attention into like Rick Ross has a shit ton of people that that signed him, but the only people you know about is Meek Mill. <laughs> you know what I'm saying because he doesn't uh, put a, he can't he can't put the exactly. attention that all these other artists need yeah. because he's doing shows and all this yeah. other stuff. You know, I want I want to have some top dog. Mm-hmm. I've always looked up to top dog entertainment and how they ran shit. As a collective, mm-hmm. um, more so in the earlier days than now, but I think they collective was really strong and tight at one point in the way they was moving like a unit. A lot of motherfuckers wasn't moving like that, so I wanted to be kind of like that. Do you think you're good at uh, noticing other people's talent? Absolutely. I'm fucking like great you can tell it. if someone is hell yeah, it, now, or someone is you. whack, or like oh this person is going to be dope. Let me tell dope. you, there's a girl, her name is Little Miss Prophet. She is 17 years old. She will be 18. She's going to be the next big thing to come out of Oakland, rapid wise. She's that girl. Mm. I judged the youth battle. She had won one the I judged the first round. She had won the first round. I was blown away. Followed on Instagram. I told her, I said, come out to my show. I'm going to do a women's cypher. Mm. I did a women's cypher for my show in New Parish. I had King Key, Tia No More, Damo Duce, and I brought Lil Miss Prophet out. Nobody knew who Lil Miss Prophet was. I didn't tell them who she was, none of that. The girl, she, these, now I'm bringing her out. She's 17. These people, 27, 25, you know. She eating on stage with yeah. she eating. You know what I'm saying? Grown holding her own. Grown women. She eating. You know what I'm saying? Everybody like, who is like, yeah, nigga. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that girl right there. What you mean? Like, I know that girl gonna be, she gonna be a problem. Well, she's gonna be a problem. Little Miss Prophet. Shout out to you. This is your fucking star. She's a star. And I'm saying that shit right here. And y'all play this shit back 10 years from now when that bitch blow the fuck up or whenever, five years, three years, one year, whatever. It's saying that shit because I'm telling you, she really got it. She's lyrically crazy mm. to be 17. So I'm assuming that's someone that you would probably want to work with Hell on yeah. one of your songs. I've already told her I want to put her in the <clears throat> I want to like, I told her whatever you need. Like, mm. 
like whatever questions you got, let me know. I'm yeah. here to help the next generation. Like I'm I'm trying to see that. Like So you're not you're not like some of these uh you know how female rappers they want to be the only one. Yeah, no. That's the, the whole Nicki Minaj thing. You know how everyone says Nicki Minaj doesn't it's really crazy. support I love Nicki. other rappers, I love Nicki, but Cardi but... B does. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> this whole dynamic though. Yeah. It's weird. Cause it's like What do you think? I'm why do you think women fan. act like that? Uh cause of, cause of niggas. Niggas make them? I think niggas are a big influence. Uh-huh. I think niggas get in their ear. Like, nah, fuck that bitch. Can't be one. And then you know when Nikki came out, they, they she came out at a time when they only had one rapper on the label, one female rapper on the label mm. with a group of niggas. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. The token female. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like it's like nah, you gotta annihilate any other female rapper that come on the scene because you gotta be that bitch type energy. Like you mm. know, what I'm that's how I felt like Nikki came on the scene because seeing how she came at Lil Kim, you know what I'm saying? Like that's Kim. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? She came in, a, but Nikki came in a different time, like where it was more competitive because there were no female rappers. Mm. And Nikki got up there and she took the crown. Now, like, she got the crown. She don't want to lose that. And then every female rapper coming for her. Yeah. Niggas was coming for Nikki. I think people forget that, that she had a lot of motherfuckers coming out the woodworks, dissing her and hella shit just because. Mm-hmm. I don't think her and Cardi shit should have went the way it did, but I also think. I don't think Nikki's a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't mad at it because you. I feel like you gotta be in the industry. You mm-hmm. have to be that way. Niggas will run you over. Yeah. Like I said, niggas, it's a man game. You know what I'm saying? Like to be a woman in the industry to hold your own, you gotta be a bitch. Period. Point blank. I don't give a fuck what nobody talking about. Like you just have to. Like mm-hmm. so, but I don't think I don't think that shit should happen. Party. I mean, I get it. Party wasn't writing a rap this shit. Nikki felt the type of way. Like, how you gonna prepare a bitch who don't even write a rap to me? A bitch who write a rap. Yeah. I would be offended too. I write all my raps, hundred percent. What do you think? What do you think the worst uh, being in the music business? What's the like the number one negative thing about it? Niggas. (laughs) 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 Niggas make it so difficult to just enjoy the music industry. (laughs) It's like, why are y'all so weird? Y'all niggas do not have to be that fucking weird. Walk in the studio and speak to everybody. Skip over me again, bitch. You get what I'm saying? Like, I'll beat the fuck out you. I'll be so sick of niggas in the studio skipping over me. This is my session. Do they know that? It don't fucking matter if it's my like session wanna... or not. You speak to everybody in the room. I'm mm. not going to walk in the room and shake two out of five people's hands. Mm. And then act like I don't see nobody else. That's not weird to you? Nigga walking in your house and speaking to two people out of the three? Yeah, I mean, that's... I agree. I've had this conversation with many niggas though. Mm-hmm. And I get where niggas come from. The respect thing. They be like, oh, it's a respect thing. I don't know who, you know, you can, I don't belong to nobody, nigga. Even if my boyfriend was in here, I don't belong to no motherfucking body. So you can speak to me. Mm. So niggas out there, speak, speak, speak. Do you feel that... I'm gonna be devil's advocate, but do you feel like even when a guy is being nice to a girl in the industry, they'll probably take it as, oh, this nigga just wants to fuck me. So people will avoid all types of interactions with you just because they don't want that right, right. for you to even think 
Well, if you, you know how you know how girls are, there. I mean, not all girls, but you know, some are. Uh, there's a lot that are. Um, what's the what? Yeah, you say what you get. What what's, the word, what's the word I'm looking for? Too sensitive. They're like they're like. Okay. You know? Okay. Um, no, I hear you. I'm <clears> a. I, I go off based on my intuition. If I'm uncomfortable, I'm gonna bring a friend anyway. Mm. Most of the time, I'm bringing a friend. Like I, I brought a friend here. I don't know you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like we might have to be tussling. You know what I'm saying? Like please. You you gotta as a black woman and a woman in America, Mm -hmm. I just have to be prepared for all situations. You know what I'm saying? So anytime I meet up with a new dude, it's like I'm going off our initial interaction, like what feeling am I Yeah. One. So it's like, okay, but still I'm still bringing a friend. Cause it's just like safety. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like you just never know what you're walking into, especially in this industry. You don't know what the fuck a nigga got planned for you, for real. Now, I think it's a little less. Because it's like, well, I don't know shit. It might not be a little less. More motherfuckers talking about it. You know what I'm saying? But you got to be careful. As a woman, you just have to be careful. It just, mm. That's just what it is. Are women too sensitive? Yeah, but could it have gone crazily bad? Yeah. Have you ever been in a situation where someone wanted to work with you, but... It, Come on. It was obvious that he was just trying to do yes. some other stuff. I've had niggas keep songs for me because I won't go on a date. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Songs, like multiple songs because I won't go out with them. Like, I just had to take that L and just mm. walk away because it's like, I ain't finna fight with you about it and I'm not going on this date. So, <laughs> you know what we doing? Like, I'll make another song. That's easy. Mm. My mama told me that. I called my mama one time. I was finna bust this nigga's studio up. I said, yeah, he got it coming. Ma. I said, mom, he won't give me my song. I was like, I'm finna, I'm finna spaz, for real. She like, it's not worth it. She's like, you make songs every day. She's like, you can make, she said, them songs ain't no special than the other songs you make. She's like, you can make a, you can make songs. That's nothing. She was like, don't even give him that. Walk away. How is one able to just uh, keep someone else's song? Don't you pay they for the... Yeah, but but don't you pay for the beat, and so it's no. your beat now? So a lot of times, I've been very blessed for people to recognize my talent and offer free studio time. Mm. Producers usually hit me up and like, let's work. Like, I give free beats. You get all my beats, I think tight. Like, mm. we can work. This is a building a relationship. I've been blessed with that. Like, never take that for granted. I've definitely paid for studio time also, too, and I've paid for beats before, but it's rare for me. Yeah. But... So it's like if I work agree to work with a producer, <clears throat> his studio, you know, his beat, he can keep the song. It's his song. Like if I ain't get the song when I left, it is what it is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's on me for not getting the song when I left. Like, but it's really his it's it's it it's mine too, because my words are on it, but it's his beat. It's, it would be a battle. Mm. And it don't be worth it. To me, personally, it don't be worth it. I can make other songs. But, mm. like, that's happened to me a lot. That's why I be talking about, like, with why my music don't be coming out sometimes. Like, life shit be going on, and I don't yeah. have time to battle that. I'm not going to battle no nigga over my songs. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just going to make some more songs. What? So, niggas is the is the problem with the music <laughs> industry. What is uh, the positive about the music industry? Ah. Uh. Is there a positive about the music industry? I'm not in the industry. I'm asking you. Like, what do you you don't you don't think there's nothing positive in music business? Yes. Artists are out here getting robbed. God damn. 
Like, <laughs> artists is getting raw. Streaming services is fucking us left and right. We ain't getting shit. Mm. This shit ain't fun. In the business, it ain't fun. Doing the music is fun. Festivals and shit is fun. Touring is the best part of it because you're getting money. Mm. That's what the artist is getting money from. And you get to interact with your fans. All that other shit is bullshit. It's bullshit. Like, artists is getting fucked up left and right. Niggas ain't getting no money. That's why, why you think everybody going on tour? Everybody need money. Yeah. Like, that's where you get your money. Motherfuckers ain't making money off of streaming. Niggas ain't buying albums. <laughs> like, <laughs> niggas is not buying albums no more. Merch, tours. If there's some, if you could have a, you have a laundry list of negative shit and only a few good things <laughs> about, so why even be in the business? I'm not in the business. I'm artist. I mean, you're in the industry. Music I industry. do music. This is this is what I do for a living. Like this, this is just my path. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't. It's not, I don't think it's something I chose. You know what I'm saying? It's just something that I, I can't do nothing else. I can, but I'd be depressed. This is what I love doing. So it's like any job you get is gonna have negative. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. not gonna like your boss all the time. You're not gonna like your coworkers all the time. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Your break ain't gonna be long enough. You know what I'm saying? Like you ain't got no vacation days. Like, yeah. but this is the job that I chose. Like, and I'm finally starting to make money off of it. Like, finally, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I'm okay with dealing with bullshit, and it's really starting to become something that I can control more of. So it's it's better. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. the more I learn, and the more experience I gain, like I have more control over my music and my brand how I maneuver so I don't have to deal with motherfuckers I don't want to deal with like and that's what's important to me personally to build something I can work all over your life mm-hmm. and still make money off of a yeah. nice living I gotta I do want to be filthy rich but capitalism you know what I'm saying I don't want to be a participant but like also <laughs> I already am cause we're all here hey shout out capitalism <laughs> <laughs> alright so where can people find you where can they hear your music um, you want to give out socials promoting anything that's coming up yeah y'all can find me on the internet call her stony at c-a-l-l-h-e-r-s-t-o-n-i stony with an i so yeah call her stony um on all socials i'm sure if you just type it into google hella shit will pop up um I got projects coming. I got shows coming up. If you're in LA, if you're in Minneapolis, if I got people in Minneapolis, please pop out. Like, cause <laughs> what? That's tight. But uh, yeah, we're going to be there. Oh, I'm hosting a party in New York in September. Bust down the same party I hosted last night. They have a Brooklyn edition. Um, and it's going to be in Brooklyn in September. So I'll be in New York in September. So hopefully I'll play another show out there soon. Also, all my past music is online and uh, my short film is online. You guys can go watch that. It's called Divine Living. There's three parts. Shout out to Jordan, the director. Um, and I'm also in Hella Single, which is a short sitcom thingy. Watch that too. Um, yeah, and just go stream all my music. And I don't have a lot of music out right now, but honestly, stream that shit anyway. <laughs> Project on the way. Shout out to uh, everybody, all the producers I'm working with. That wasn't a good shout out, but. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, uh, Stoney, thanks for coming on Everyday Celebrity Podcast. Thank you. Telling your life. That was a lot. I felt like I was in therapy. It was kind of a lot. Well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking interview. What do you what do you what do you think is supposed to happen? I don't know. It's only my third podcast. Mm. Well, everyone go stream her music. Uh yeah, check her out. All my niggas in Brooklyn. Come on now. You know what I'm LA, Brooklyn, Minneapolis, where y'all at? All the bros in Minneapolis. Come on, bro. And all y'all thoughts in Oakland. Huh? Ski. <laughs> <laughs> this is Everyday Celebrity Podcast, and we are out. You. <laughs>